Welcome to the Town to Learning Show podcast series, episode 45, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today I interview Steve Cornwell, founder and CEO of NorthPass, about the state of the SMB customer education market. Find more of our content at talenttolearning.com. Well, welcome back, listeners, to the Town to Learning Show podcast series. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Well, today is no different. From the vendor side of the expert equation, we have Steve Cornwell, founder and CEO of NorthPass, a market-leading, fast-growing, award-winning customer ed LMS solution that serves hundreds of small and medium-sized organizations, educating millions of their customer learners. Uh, recently, we included NorthPass in our 2021 Top 40 Extended Enterprise Learning Systems in the World list on talentedlearning.com, which is no small feat with over a thousand vendor competitors. Well, as most of our listeners know, uh, know uh, customer education is the hottest sector of the learning technology market. It was hot before COVID, but it's only grown stronger since then because of the universal need and the measurable benefits of uh, the solution. And so in today's conversation, we're gonna talk about the customer education market, specifically the small and medium-sized uh, market. We're gonna talk about trends, the technology, the stack, the ecosystem, integration, content, uh, differences between employee and customer LMS, the return on investment of customer education, implementation cycles, and uh, even some advice on best practices on getting started. So we've got a full conversation today uh, with an expert who lives his life on the front lines of customer education. So we're going to learn all about it. Steve, welcome to the Town to Learning Show. It is great to have you here. Thanks, John. It's good to be here. Good to chat with you. Yeah, so fun. Uh, it's so fun. So we both, probably within the same 30-day period eight years ago, started our respective companies, uh, Town to Learning and North Pass. And I started writing about uh, extended enterprise learning. And one of the first people... Uh, to reach back out to me, because uh, at first there was no followers, uh, was yourself. Uh, just a few months in, say, you said, hey, I just started this new company, and <laughs> we're doing like almost the exact same thing. And so we've been friends and updating each other ever since then. So it's uh, been far too long to not have you on the show. I'm glad we finally got you on the show. But for those not familiar uh, with your organization, why don't we start off right at the top and talk about North Pass. Uh, who, who are you? Why'd you found the company? What do you do? What market do you play in? Absolutely, us, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, thanks, thanks again for having me. Uh, North Pass is a uh, learning platform and uh, we specialize in helping small and mid-sized uh, organizations uh, set up and run external education programs, uh, predominantly customer education programs, but also uh, we play a meaningful role within, uh, within partner learning, contractor learning uh, as well. So, so that's us uh, in a nutshell. Uh, we work with some great brands, some great partners, uh, and, uh, and, um, I think we're in a, a really cool space right now. Uh, you asked about kind of how we got started, uh, eight years ago on, on, uh, uh, what a fun time. So we, I founded the business based on, cause I was essentially like a practitioner, uh, with a problem and, uh, had another SaaS company, uh, that was growing fast, scaling really well. One of the problems we faced was onboarding and educating our clients. And when I looked around at the market, there were some amazing learning management systems 
out there, you know, the cornerstones, the Sabas of the world, some totals of the world. Uh, but it was just abundantly clear that for, for me and, and my head of product, it just wasn't going to work for our needs of turning learning into a product, making it an essential part of our brand. So we ultimately didn't do anything uh, with formalizing learning. But uh, one thing led to another, and that business was acquired in a really cool acquisition. I went to work for the company who bought us, and they had the problem. They were a NASDAQ company, and they had the problem at hundreds or a thousand times the scale that we did. So I realized I wasn't crazy, and it wasn't just my my little problem, but this was actually a pretty big problem. And and uh, so after serving some time there, helping get the businesses integrated, I went off to get North Path started and and get after this problem. Mm-hmm. And how? Uh, what, what's the state of your company now? How uh, bigger than a bread box? <laughs> We're doing great. You know, we serve uh, we serve hundreds of customers, uh, millions of users. Uh, we started out wow. as a, a bootstrap company. We've since then we've taken on uh, a couple rounds of venture capital from some great investors, and just been growing uh, quite quite well ever since then. Mm-hmm. Wow, great, good for you, good for you. So uh, you focus on uh, the mid market of uh, the, the customer learning. So it's it's kind of interesting uh, the overall market of customer education, every single corporation has customers. Every business has customers to some yeah. degree. Uh, you know, every company in the world uh, is in customer education or uh, should be, uh, or their competitors are, or, or one. And so uh, what's interesting is that you've formulated your solution to really address in the mid-market mm-hmm. of, uh, of customer learning. So why, why don't we dig in there? Though a lot of people following the show already know, why don't you define customer education and kind of maybe the, the major trends uh, that you're seeing, and then let's peel down into the mid-market and uh, you know, specifically of, of what's going on uh, that you're seeing on a day-to-day. Sure, absolutely. I think customer edu- the definition of customer education, I think, is just like, it's, uh, it's one to really wrestle with because it's so broad, right? It can yeah. be so broad. Uh, the way we think about customer education is really across the entire life cycle of a customer. We think it's one of the uh, one of the most kind of potent uh, business processes that a company can use to enable its customer experience through the whole journey. So uh, in the broadest sense, we think about customer education as the processes, the tools, the techniques, the strategies used to make people aware of your your solution, to help people start using it, to help people become uh, advocates of it and to really drive that uh, that whole customer experience. So we really view it as an enabling uh, enabling function of the whole customer experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, in terms of what we see in the the mid market and even kind of the small end of the market, the, the middle of the market, some really really cool trends. I think one thing that we're seeing is all companies, you know, regardless of what industry and they're they're really transitioning to digital first customer experiences. And uh, inherent in that is more and more of a subscription based uh, business model in in which we all know retention is so critical there. And so that is one of the trends that we see that's really driving uh, the the strong appetite for customer education. Mm -hmm. And I think that like leading into 2020, um, we saw that companies of like, pretty much all stripes were really embracing customer education as a growth engine, just because 
all of us uh, coming into 2020 got majorly disrupted and had to figure out more digital first ways to connect with our customers, engage with our customers. And, and naturally, customer education was one of those tools that in many cases was uh, very underutilized prior, prior to that. So I think that was another big trend is just kind of the pandemic uh, really catalyzed a lot of growth in this space. And I think one of the coolest trends that we're seeing too is that um, I'd say just like tech uh, overall, uh, particularly more uh, tech that was uh, was more typically refer um, reserved for enterprises, application technology, analytics technology, mm -hmm. uh, low code, no code platforms have all come down market and yeah. have really set the the trend that. Um, the most sophisticated of technology is no longer reserved for the elite big companies. But right. now all of this functionality in CRM, business intelligence, data pipelines, automation can all be accessed economically um, by little companies, mid-sized companies as well. And learning's no different. You know, learning platforms uh, are now accessible to small and mid-sized businesses too. And so I think that is uh, driving more and more interest in this mm -hmm. space. It's just the overall tech stack is is coming down market. So the democratization of technology. Yeah, yeah. And it keeps getting, you know, it keeps, it, it's accelerating. And I think one other point, just like a final point in this is um, product-led growth. You know, the whole PLG movement uh, particularly in the small and mid market is driving a, a really rapid adoption of customer education uh, because these companies, right? They don't have big onboarding teams, customer success teams. They're using mm -hmm. their product and self-service mechanisms to drive all their growth. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've seen that huge runaway successes with companies like Atlassian with no sales team. And um, so, that's another really big secular trend we're seeing drive wow. more and more customer education. Wow, interesting, interesting. So from a, an industry standpoint, uh, it's those those technology products, SaaS companies that are that are leading uh, the customer education forefront. You know, the, the 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 main adopters. You think, or is it could it be in any industry? Uh, yeah, that's, that's not technology. Uh, we certainly we see SaaS digital first companies, SaaS companies, um, gig economy companies um, setting the trend, but setting the pace. But we're also seeing the traditional industries that are transforming digitally, transforming their customer experience to more digital customer experience. Mm -hmm. They're 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 getting on the customer education train too. Because mm -hmm. everyone's got a product, everyone's got a customer, and everyone needs to train their customers on that product. And everybody so has a COVID problem. Yeah. So we have we yeah. we we see customers uh, doing like, you know, HVAC installation. They need to train their dealers. They need to train their installers. They need to train all these external parties. Uh, we see real estate companies looking to train all these external franchises and agents. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, to your point, you know, the SaaS industry, we think sets the pace and interesting uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before about the, the life cycle 
of uh, the whole customer lifecycle and using learning technology to impact it at, at the, the various phases. In, in your experience and in your client base, is there lower hanging fruit than others in that cycle that organizations are starting out with? Is it more important to start out at the marketing, you know, using it to, to drive leads or is it more important for onboarding or something else? Like what's, what's the low hanging fruit? It's so dependent <laughs> on right. like where I feel like every company has such a different kind of like uh, gravity point for, for customer education. We, mm -hmm. we see some uh, companies come in and it's a marketing team, uh, product marketing or content marketing team. And they're going, we just, we just have this opportunity to increase our brand awareness with, with customer education and using online courses as a form of premium content to differentiate our brand. And we got to get moving on this. Mm -hmm. um, but then we will see other companies come in and they're just saying, Hey, we we're hitting hyper growth and we just can't keep adding uh -huh. full-time implementation people and full-time CSMs. We, we need to start to taper that, uh, that, that curve. It can't be so it can't grow at the current pace. So we need to automate it. We need to scale it. Uh, so we need online learning, digital learning experiences to really help us uh, do this more cost efficiently. So I think it just depends on the company. Uh, kind of goes back to the point before of the customer education is an enabling function for the whole customer experience. So mm -hmm. see it all mm -hmm. over. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You, you, we talked about the democratization of, of that technology. What is the technology, you know, a typical small or medium sized uh, organization uh, in, in customer learning? What's their stack look like? What, you know, what, what, what are the important pieces? Is it just an LMS? Does it, is there a bunch of pieces at the same time? Like what would be normal? I think that the, everything starts with the CRM. Ah. Uh, I think that Everything goes back to the CRM for, for what we see. Um, CRM systems have just become so functional in nature and so integrated to the rest of the company's tech stack. So it all starts there. And then from there, uh, we start to see like customer education building blocks being played. And so on top of the CRM, we see um, a blog, right? And a blog is a great form of customer education. Uh, particularly for like best practice learning, you know, five ways to do this, seven ways to do this. Right. Then we see help centers for that product education, that real nuanced, how do I do this? Uh, I need help with this. Then we see things like in-app walkthroughs, uh, tutorials um, to help guide users through the product. And so, and then I think the next level on top of that, we start to see the more formal education programs kick in, which is where your your LMS typically will come into play with learning with courses, learning paths, certification programs, uh, and all of this really tying back to the CRM. Wow, wow, that's a neat way to think about it uh, of that building block that. As an LMS guy, I always assume that you know LMS is coming sooner in the cycle. Uh, <laughs> there's really you know quite a few uh, low-hanging fruits that that you have to do. You know, it would seem like the content uh, would be the same ish in the blog and in your in-app help, and then also into your formal education. 
is that a challenge uh, for organizations to, are they managing this in silos? Or are they managing all of this this text and content together? What, what's your experience? It seems like I could get out of hand in a hurry of those different sources of content. Oh yeah, I mean, content is always, uh, I mean, you, you sold LMSs and uh, you know, the, uh, the first half of your career. And, and uh, so I'm sure you know that, you know, the content piece is always something to, to wrestle with as a, as a seller, but then also as like a person buying, right. And putting together the actual program, how do you get your arms around all of it? And so I would say there's, there's still no like magic, uh, magic bullet for, for solving the content problem. But, but I think what is really encouraging for customer education is that there has been a proliferation in content within companies with whether it's YouTube videos, help center docs, blogs, um, mm -hmm. white papers, case it, you name it. And, um, all of that has inherent customer education value. It, it needs to be repurposed, refactored, transformed. Uh, but I think at its core, there's so much educational value in all of that. So, you know, we, we always, when we advise our companies on, uh, how to get started, it, it's, it's look around the org, look around what already yeah. exists. Uh, mm -hmm. there's probably a gold mine right there that can just be transformed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there content since customer learning is going to be always just about always about the proprietary knowledge and products of, of any given organization. It seems like there's other audiences that would be interested in that same type of content, customer facing employees, uh, mm -hmm. and, and channel partners. So I guess my question is, do you see, do you see a coming together of those three different parts of the organization uh, in, in their learning systems, or is it more fractured still? Do uh, employees take care of employees and so forth? What's been yeah. your experience? I think it's so dependent on like what the goal of kind of the internal learning program is. Um, mm -hmm. For example, if, if a company is is um, already educating its customers and has this content pulled together, and typically, frankly, in our the areas that we serve, you know, the mid mid size and small businesses, we do typically see companies educating their customers in a formal way before their employees. Just oh, first, on, yeah, based on scale, you know, typically the companies will reach a couple hundred customers, but they might only have 50, 100 employees, mm -hmm. and uh, they really, you can still kind of manage the, the onboarding and education of a employee base when it's that scale, but you start, the customer side starts to get kind of run away. You got to, you got to formalize that. So, but, so that's typically where we see the, the mid, mid-sized businesses starting is more external than internal. Um, but when it comes to the internal side, I think a lot of it depends on what the goal of the company is. If it's to, if the learning objective is to um, bring the the frontline teams more and more up to speed on the best practices and the and the product functionality, then yeah, I think there there can be some shared resource there. I think actually it's quite beneficial to mm -hmm. run all of that off one common set of content and one common platform. But if the if the learning objective is for the company to uh, upskill its workforce on 
um, how to be better managers or how to learn certain technical skills or to map where they're at in their career against a skills matrix for the future and kind of help them along that talent development journey, then I, I think it needs to be a separate system that yeah. is really designed specifically for that head of HR and that person's uh, uh, domain, if you will. Yeah. Let's look at the, the flip side of that. What are, th what, what, what are technology or features that are needed in customer learning that aren't important in employee learning? Yeah, so many, right? Uh, well, one, you touched on it a little bit, was like so much of the content is, all of the content essentially is proprietary. And so, whereas in employee learning, um, you can typically find uh, pre-made content, off-the-shelf content, plug it in and go. Where So that, that there's this concept of how you author content, how you compose content, which I think is a elevated priority within the customer learning side. Mm, I, um, I think that's a really key area. And not to mention the, the content on the internal side, uh, when it is more of a compliance program, like it, I don't mean to be negative or anything, but it, it doesn't have to be that awesome because it's required. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you're fired. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is what it is, right? On the external side, though, yeah. uh, if this is a product, this is part of your brand, this, this can't suck. It has to be a great experience. And so you have to have that authoring environment that enables that. Um, and so I think that's a, a really key piece. Mm -hmm. The other piece, I think, is along those same lines is... Um, for internal employee systems, you're used to logging into Slack and it's a Slack screen. You're used to logging into Salesforce. It's a Salesforce login screen. But on the external side, when you go to present something to your customers, uh, no matter what it is you're presenting, you want it to be your brand, your app, your piece of software, your, your mobile experience, your website, totally your brand. And so the ability to integrate and tailor that experience so it is perfectly on brand and they almost don't even know they, they don't even know that they're they're now learning uh is is really really key so i think those are two really big mm -hmm. um functional div divisions between a system that is primarily external versus internal mm -hmm. and then you mentioned a third previously would be more of that performance management uh career management type of functionalities more applicable on, on the other side. And it's really a perfect example of, you know, how we see the industry splitting because mm -hmm. to do everything is laborious. Uh, mm -hmm. And then it makes your system too heavy anyway for those voluntary uh, lightweight users that want that branded. And so it's the industry is split uh, amongst uh, yourself and specialists that go after that because of those, those core differentiators. And I, I'd venture to say another one is just the, the CRM integration. Yeah. Of, of understanding that it I wanted to go there anyway. Why don't you, you, you talked about a CRM does a bunch of stuff and certainly I know it since I use it every day, but maybe not everybody. How about a, a quick definition of what CRM does and then how, how that's integrated to a learning system and, and why to get your yeah. thoughts on that. I mean, I think in terms of what it does, right. Is it's a, it pulls together all of your customer data, provides the 360 view of your whole customer journey. 
And I think in recent years, it's become not only a database, but an actual ecosystem that connects all of your subsystems or peripheral systems to your core first party customer data. And um, I think that the the experience of or the, the connection between CRM and learning platform is such a powerful connection because the promise of customer education is that it improves the customer experience. Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you how do you measure that? Uh, how do you it, it's it's in the CRM, right? So pushing learning data back into the CRM to make sure that those outcomes are actually occurring is really, really important. Not to mention it goes the other way where mm -hmm. in order to trigger a, 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 a contextually aware learning experience or to, in other words, to, to push relevant content to that right customer at the right time, you have to use data to do that. And so the CRM has all of that data. It knows what products your customer bought, uh, how engaged they are, what they're having problems with, um, uh, when the last time you know you interacted with them. And so using that CRM data to actually push the content to the mm. right person at the right time is, I think, one of the key ingredients of providing a a relevant and, and really contemporary learning experience. Mm -hmm. What are some examples of, uh, thanks, uh, great explanation. What are some examples of uh, the leading CRMs uh, that you integrate with? So more and more, so since we serve the, the mid and the SMB market, more and more we're seeing HubSpot mm, uh, become, yeah, they're just, yeah, they, they are really taking off. Uh, we, we have always actually used HubSpot at our company, and we've seen it grow from a pretty simple sales tool to a really com uh, comprehensive set of functionality. And uh, I think they're, they're just doing a great job. So we're seeing more and more uh, mid-market businesses embrace HubSpot. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, Salesforce is still the market leader, probably even still in the SMB and mid-market space, but we're, we're mm -hmm. seeing more and more rapid adoption of HubSpot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about Zoho? Do they ever show up or no? From time to time, we'll see Pipedrive and Zoho and Sugar and uh, mm -hmm. Copper, uh, but it, it seems to be more like niche or industry specific, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't see it too much. Yeah, I'd say across our clients, it's you know 95% of the time it's it's HubSpot or Salesforce mm -hmm. uh, seems to be the requirements uh, that that people have. Every now and then, Dynamics and or one of the other ones. Yeah, uh, uh, perhaps that's interesting. Um, okay, uh, so from a uh, that integration standpoint, how, how hard is that? Is that is that something that has to be set up custom for? Uh, each client, like using RESTful APIs or some mouthful like that, or is it, you know, is there e is there easier ways to do it? Like, what, what are people doing? What are you doing? Yeah, so for us, we um, a big part of our business is integration, and uh, we think that um, that, like I said before, everything starts with the CRM, and so we have made a business strategy, a product strategy, to make sure that we are integrated to the leading CRMs um, 
uh, of the world, specifically those two, Salesforce and HubSpot. And so we have pre-configured um, connections, data flow, historical data loading, uh, reporting, uh, even some out-of-the-box workflows cool. and integration to their workflow builders so people can build bespoke workflows. So we take, we, we take that really serious. It's a big priority for us at North Pass. And I know other uh, companies have done that uh, as well. So we, I think it's important to make it, uh, to make it easy for the customer to, to combine the two systems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how long would a, like a small or medium sized uh, business that's getting into customer learning for the, the first time, what's a deployment cycle for something like that? Is, should they build in a year, a half a year, a quarter? Yeah. I think that it does require a full year to really see um, like the true ROI. Now, mm -hmm. now, but let me kind of back that up a little bit. We, we are firm believers in taking a very agile and iterative approach to customer education. And so oftentimes we'll have to talk to our new customers and our prospects and say, look, don't wait six months to launch get launched in three weeks you can launch in three weeks but instead of thinking about launching with your end vision let's launch with one course that's really simple and straightforward and then get that user feedback immediately because that user feedback will then inform your direction mm -hmm. going forward and so we kind of see both ends that um it does take time to iterate, implement, measure, continuously improve. We think that that can take up to a year to like see the full realized value. Um, mm -hmm. But we always say, hey, you can get value with, and start to get value in those three to four weeks of just get the program up and running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're out of time. This is always such a fast conversation because we got so much to talk about. Do do uh, organizations charge their customers for learning or no? We don't see it that much in our space. I know in the enterprise space, you see it. Mm -hmm. Training companies obviously do it. Uh, but within the mid-market SMB side, we don't see it very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny because, uh, you know, seven or eight years ago, it, it was a big trend that you would really, e-commerce was a big part of your, your because you were trying to generate that extra stream of revenue. But now the benefits of retention or time to value or there's other things that you can measure now with that CRM, yeah. LMS integration or learning system integration um, is more important than, than the incremental revenue stream and brand, uh, of course. Uh, so interesting to see how that's changing, especially uh, in the mid-market. All right, last question. You already gave us some good advice of uh, uh, thinking with the end in mind but taking steps to it uh, yeah. as your advice. But if you're a, a small or a medium-sized organization, you've been doing customer learning uh, the old-fashioned way. You've been sending teams. COVID probably impacted, so you're you're doing it on a, you know, maybe Zoom or a non-tracked way, uh, just to try to keep the wheels on on the bus. If you're in that situation, what would be your advice uh, to those type of organizations on on how to take get to the next level? What, what sure. I look. I think I would I would sit down uh, with the. Uh, the, first of all, I, I, I would want the CEO to, to play a role in this. And, and I would sit down and say, map the customer journey, look at all of those interact, those key points of interaction 
along that customer journey. Uh, try to identify just one area that is a problem area or you know an opportunity to really differentiate and get ahead and look at that area and tackle it with customer education. So whether it's a marketing thing, an onboarding thing, a post-sale thing, whatever it is, tackle one, one area uh, and get started. Wow, sage advice. Steve Cornwell, founder, CEO, North Pass. Steve, thanks for joining me on the Talent Learning Show. It's great to have you here and learn from you. Uh, very exciting. John, great to talk to you. Thank you. Outstanding listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast series. We hope to see you on the next and you can find more of our free content at talentedlearning.com and you can find uh, Steve's company at northpass.com. So uh, there you have it. Thanks everyone and have a great day.